Hello everyone and welcome to What's on my mind. What's on my mind is India's first live mental health podcast hosted by teens in which they run the show themselves and ask the questions they have always wanted to ask. From body shaming, stress, sex education to bullying. This first of its kind initiative has helped youngsters squash taboos and biases to enable healthy conversations about important topics. Before we start, I want to emphasize that this is a chat where we look forward to our questions being answered by our wonderful experts and learning new perspectives. However, the opinions of each person on this podcast are personal and should not be taken as advice. If you're going through emotions that overwhelm you, we urge you to speak to a professional. When in doubt, seeking professional help is the best thing to do. Hi everyone, I'm Adya Katarika, a 14-year-old Bukosmian from Kolkata. My favorite pastimes include reading, writing and spending time with nature. So excited to be here today and talking about such a relatable topic. Hey everyone, my name is Tatya. I'm a 12-year-old bookworm and a proud Bukosmian from Bangalore. Great to be here with you all. So Adya, how is it being, how is it you know, being back to school after such a long time. Hi, Ditya. Uh, over here in Kolkata, my school just reopened this week uh, with a full examination thing. So it's been a very stressful week as I haven't been getting like more than four hours of sleep a day. Uh, and I have exams every day. So it's been quite stressful. And I think that's all it's been. What's up with you? Nothing much. It's good to be back to school. But wow, that must have been pretty bad having so much of stress in school. Yeah. But we do have Soumya ma'am here who's an expert. Hi ma'am, it's great to have you here with us today. Hi Adya, hi Ditya. Hi Achana Nidhi, thank you for having me over again for this podcast. Uh, so Adya, can you tell us a bit more about Soumya ma'am? Absolutely. Soumya ma'am is a psychologist and a narrative practitioner who finds meaning in engaging with young people to co-create a safe therapeutic space that is respectful of their concerns, hopes, interests and skills alongside exploring the pertinent role of society and culture in it. She is also interested in community mental health research, training and in taking some time out out for reading, writing and learning about ODC classical dance form. She holds an honours degree in psychology from Lady Sri Ram College of Women, Delhi, and a master's degree in applied psychology, specialization in clinical psychology from Tata Institute of Social Sciences, Mumbai. Hi, ma'am. Hi, Adar. Thank you so much. I think I'm going to also include podcast as part of my interest area now. You all bring such important topics and points to the table. But I'm becoming a fan now of this medium. Thank you so much, ma'am. It's great to have you over here today. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Same. Uh, ma'am, so we've got quite a few questions from listeners and others as well. So my first question to you would be, school has begun after two long years. We are back on our campuses In two years, we have changed physically and mentally. There are new fears about the future. So what does an adolescent need to hear right now? Thank you, Ditya. 
I was reflecting on this topic a couple of um, days ago, and I was just thinking that um, it's honestly very useful to probably not have an answer to how school will look like once we all go back, right? I mean, COVID in itself was such an unprecedented situation, totally unanticipated that um, I'm. I'm visualizing how school would look like for those of you who are going to go, and there's no one picture that's coming to my mind. So I'm not even sure how it would feel like for you all who are actually going to go and be there and experience school in real time setting, as opposed to the screens that you know all of us have been habituated to in the last two years. So um, I would like to ask you, Ditya uh, or Adya, in some, if um, you can share a little bit about. What are the kind of anxiety or worries that you're um, seemingly experiencing about going to going back to school? Well, ma'am, uh, I was pretty excited when I went back to school, but there was also this constant worry about how I would do after almost two years in online uh, mm-hmm. classes, where you had the technology at the tip of your fingertips, and now you're like getting back mm-hmm. to lockers and cleaning your desk. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit difficult. Right. Yeah. So I think somewhere you're also referring to a huge, a drastic, a new change to your routine, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So I'm. I'm wondering. I mean, um, maybe if we were to unpack this stress related to going back to school, it will definitely have a lot to do with this new change in your routine. Um, all of us have been work confined to our home in the last few years, so uh, having this new routine altogether can be overwhelming. Um, I'm wondering if part of the stress and anxiety could also be um, about health. You know, all of us were not just emotionally safe inside our homes; we were actually physically safe inside our homes. So now going all by yourself to school in the middle of so many people, um, health stress could be one. Do um, correct. Um, I'm I'm wondering if there is any stress related to how school would look like, how academic performance would look like once you go back. Any any concerns over there? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, as I was saying, that my exams just started this week, and uh, as like we were not habituated to give exams like uh, like uh, since two years we were giving it online, so there was a drastic change, and all of a sudden we came it came back to offline, and also it's it has been quite difficult for uh, all of us, and uh, so like. Uh, as we were uh, like now that we're doing it offline, uh, there are so many things that have to be kept in mind, and uh, like uh, since and with uh, like whole day school, we come back around three thirty mm-hmm. and all, and it's very very stressful, and uh, mm-hmm. we don't get time to eat, we don't get time to do anything. It's just studies, mm-hmm. academics the whole day, and uh, mm-hmm. the worry about uh, not doing good even after studying so much that actually hits really badly, and mm-hmm. uh, that is exactly what I've been going through this week. Right, right. Thank you, Arthi. I'm sure that so many of Uh, the listeners will be relating to you over here. Uh, maybe many of them would be experiencing it uh, while you are talking about it. Thank you for sharing that bit about yourself, Adya. Um, I think I'm going to catch on to a couple of words you used there. Um, you said that you know I feel the stress of having to do everything together, 
right? And that's quite a lot. The word everything in itself um, is, is an uncertain amount of many things that you have to do. So I'm just thinking for a person who has been at home for two years managing their academic in a new fashion over gadgets has to suddenly one day go back to school again with the worry of having to do everything, they're likely to feel anxious. Isn't it? The stress levels would definitely be high. But what is what what can be adding on to the worry is to have it all right within a span of few days or few minutes or just a couple of days. And I'm not sure if it's fair for us to assume that people who are going to go back to school have to figure it out uh, every day and the next day as well. It's possible that you may take time to um, even connect with your friends in real setting. Having only speaking to them over gadgets, um, it can look different. Um, it's not just your mind that is getting acquainted to school, your peers, your teachers, your academic demands, but it's your body too that is uh, trying to get acquainted. And a lot of the times when we talk about anxiety, anxiety also gets stored in our body. So like you said, you feel tired after the whole day coming back home. I'm just wondering if your body is still trying to get hold of your new routine. Um, I don't know what, what would Ditya say to this. Well, yes, there is that waking up early thing to catch the bus because that never really happened in online class. You just wake a little later and you can just try yes. and sit at your laptop. Yes, yes, yeah, indeed. I'm only, I'm only thinking that probably it's fair for all of us to expect that it will take time for you all to get acquainted to your new routine. Um, it's possible that you may have to give more priority to certain things over the other things to take one thing at a time to slow your pace because there's no set in stone rule that says that you have to figure out everything all together at once when you go back to school. Uh, somewhere I would encourage um, people, staff in the school settings to also reinforce this idea that the students can take their own time and pace to figure things out. While that could be difficult often to manage, I'm wondering if your friends, if your parents can also uh, adjust their ideas um, around the fact that you can take your own time. Um, you may look at, you know, imagining how school was before the pandemic, thinking what were certain uh, instances, moments, a part of your routine that you actually liked, yeah, that used to make you feel more rested than tired. Maybe connecting back to those routine um, can help make school more enjoyable for you once you return back. Um, Probably practicing separating from school uh, from home to go to school in little chunks can also help. Uh, for example, I was talking to this um, fourteen-year-old person a couple of days back, and they told me that um, one way in which they warmed up to the idea of going back to school was to uh, go back to their memories of just the bus ride from their home to their school, and how they would have a lot of fun with their bus mates, and that helped them to um, set the stage for that particular day uh, in terms of how they want this that school day to go. Um, it's possible that you may have to decide that, okay, if today I would just like to focus on my academics and look at connecting with my friends a little later, or maybe I want to connect with my friends and look at um, addressing some bits of my academics on this particular day, the rest on the other days. Maybe that 
that that can be certain ways in which we contain our anxiety of going back to school what do you see absolutely yes ma'am absolutely definitely oh uh, ma'am we have yes ma'am sorry no 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 continue yes ma'am we have one more question what would anxiety look like express expressing an emotion by vanchika jain Anxiety is a feeling of dread and trepidation. When I think of that word, I visualize a lost, apprehensive, and scared girl in a vast, isolated desert. It makes me think of being on stage, tongue-tied in front of the entire audience. It always associate. I always associate the color gray with it, so dull and miserable. When people are anxious, they are likely to be biting their lips, clattering their teeth, and shaking like a leaf. they have butterflies in the stomach their heart beat is rapid and they tend to break out in cold sweat often they feel restless panic stricken agitated and tensed people tend to feel anxious before taking a really important test or when they are about to speak on stage being too anxious can take away a really good opportunity and make you regret missing it as said by cory ten boom Worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. What does anxiety look like? Is it the same as the tension we feel before exams? Are there any telltale signs we should be aware of to help ourselves and others? Thank you, Adya, uh, for sharing this poem. I think this was a very personal um, sharing of um, the individual who wrote the poem um, because it did. contain a lot of signs that we usually see in anxiety um to answer your question i think it will be helpful for us to break down anxiety and look at it in a very simple way okay um anxiety is a kind of feeling that helps us to protect ourselves from any situation where we feel that there could be threat to us okay now anxiety can sometimes help us and anxiety can sometimes not help us okay how can it help us um perhaps in taking the first step um say for example i have an exam coming up and if i don't feel anxious the moment i feel anxious i think of opening my book going through the syllabus deciding okay what i what do i have to prepare what do i have to leave out etc etc basically help in our planning or taking a step forward but when can the same anxiety turn into something unhelpful when uh, it probably says that despite our efforts and our planning we are going to fail the exam um probably doesn't help us when it says that uh, we need to be the best in what we are doing we need to be the perfect uh, version of ourselves anxiety can also be stressful when it says that we don't have it in ourselves to do what we have to do okay so that's where it's reaching a stage where it's not helping us at all um to answer how anxiety may look like what the poem shared are certain things that can look for some people but anxiety may not look the same for everybody okay uh, like i said anxiety helps us to protect us from situations where we feel the threat how we feel the threat can vary from person to person for example there are certain people who uh, get very behavioral like very outward signs of anxiety like they feel restless they feel they feel nervous um they they sweat 
um they they could be frustrated they could get distracted while certain people they may not show these behavioral signs they may show thinking signs okay for example having negative thoughts about themselves i can't do this um i'm going to fail i'm going to lose this nothing ever works out for me um some people show it physiologically inside their body for example the heart rate increasing um them being very vigilant of their surroundings always scanning for stuff um palpitations um sometimes pupils dilating contracting so the different features of anxiety sometimes anxiety doesn't show up in conventional ways it may show up in a particular body part aching and paining and the moment that situation goes away the anxiety also goes away yeah so there are different degrees of anxiety and um, it may show up in very outward signs it may not show up in very outward signs um speaking of exam anxiety it can it can closely resemble exam anxiety it may not closely resemble in exam anxiety exam anxiety is something which is specific to exams right that probably starts before or during preparation for an exam and most often goes away when the exam is over whereas anxiety is a more general word that we can choose to attach to things in general or things in specific like sometimes people have anxiety of um traveling in planes okay sometimes people have very general anxiety of um thinking that the moment i step out of my home something will go wrong okay sometimes people have very general anxiety again of uh, having to be the perfect student in their class yes anxiety can look specific may not look specific can be very general can closely resemble to what people sometimes experience during exams may not also okay yes ma'am absolutely thank you so much for your reply ma'am uh there's another piece a poem called leave the rat race behind by prasha bhat which i would like to read out sure be it mental or peer pressure in all your problems try to find your own treasure don't lose your uniqueness in your own foolishness in the rat race maintain your own peace leave the world behind then your potential you can find manage your own time else you will have to pay a heavy fine so the question here is what strategies can help us cope with the rat race ah uh, so i would like i would like to know i mean if you're comfortable sharing adya and ditya uh, what are certain kinds of rat race that people can experience in their life because i think rat race can be can be a term that is applicable to everybody but people experience it differently in their circumstances have you come across any kind of particular rat race that you or somebody close to you is in ma'am i'm not sure if this counts okay but a lot of children are competitive when it comes to school or academics or literally they're competitive in everything and if you're not competitive in it they sort of leave you out so how does uh-huh. that right right yeah so we're talking about rat race of um being very good in your academics right being excellent in your academics are you saying that yes yeah yes. Oh, like if you, get, you know you don't get very good marks you're not not yeah. my friend kind yeah yeah absolutely absolutely sorry are they would like to share 
Uh, yes, Mama. It's like not only in the field of academics, but competition. It's everywhere. Like mm-hmm. in every aspect of life, there is some kind of competition, and it's mm-hmm. very difficult to cope up with it. Because sometimes you can't just be the best, and it actually like when you aren't being able to do something, it gets really difficult and be like, uh, like why isn't uh happening, or why am I not being able to do it like the others? Mom, you're muted. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize how I got muted. <laughs> sorry, I was saying, Adi, thank you for putting that out. The competition is almost there in all areas of our life, and Ditya, thank you for sharing that example, that specific example of a rat race. Um, I think maybe I can add that um, there are certain rat race around um. having a successful life right successful career um getting into best colleges um, like that they said being great at academics rat race of um appearing the best right looking your best um and what not i think there are countless uh, examples of what is a rat race um but that is what um makes me wonder if we can sit down and think of what is the what are the kind of rat races that i am part of and how did i find myself as part of these rat races uh i remember in our last podcast we were talking about the effects of social media and one of the effects was how it can um in it can it can force us or ask us to be perfect versions of ourselves right yeah so where where are these ideas that i'm getting from um is it social media is it people around me are people saying that i have to be the top in my class right um when will this rat race end because see if i am the topper of the class it seems like the rat race is never ending i would wonder if i was to take decide to take a break of the rat race uh, what will happen is it going to take away from my intention of being a good student will it take away from my efforts at uh, being a good student i i could still be really good in my uh, academic efforts i may not be a topper uh, but as i comment on the kind of student i am often rat race creates the idea that unless you don't crease uh, cross the finish line unless you don't reach the top uh, of the ladder um your efforts are not worth it okay so that's where i often quote this person um who shared a very um beautiful thought with me that it can be difficult to um eliminate yourself completely from the rat races in the world but um if that's the situation how would life look like if i was to create a meaningful finish line for my own self finish line that is on my terms the finish line that that honors my efforts that honors my intention that doesn't question me in case i'm not the topper how would life look like what do you say are there anditya i completely agree ma'am happens a lot of times even among adults a lot of times yeah absolutely i'm sure all the adults present here would highly relate to the idea of a rat race it is a competitive world and um competition often benefits people so people feel like yes they need to be competitive they need to reap the rewards of a competition to feel worthy 
of existing in the society like they've actually done something uh, meaningful in the society but the question is if we were to uh take ourselves out of the rat race would it would it end up diluting our efforts in any way just because i'm not the top of the class does that take away from me being a good student from my efforts at um, continuing so many years of my academic life in so and so way yeah yes, yes um, uh, ma'am sorry to interrupt one second yeah. uh i just got a question here Hmm. If we decide to not be part of the rat race, you are branded as a different loser, different or you know loser. Either you're hmm. different or you're different from the group. Oh, so how yes, do you handle that? Yes, hmm. we are considered to be like or uh, like be the weak students of the class who are not being able to score or or uh, like they are like you're not part of the good students batch, something like that. Hmm. Mm, right i think i think it's a wonderful question because i'm going to connect this to what often anxiety does for us okay the reason why um anxiety can often become powerful for us and control us rather than us controlling anxiety is when anxiety tells us that we are either good or bad okay uh, we are either uh, successful or we are failures okay we are either very good student or we are the loser in the class right we are either uh, the most helpful friend we can be or we are good for nothing okay so what is anxiety doing here it's telling us that our lives exist in black and white right that uh, it exists in binary so either you're part of this team or you're part of that team what ends up happening as a result of this is that we are unable to credit our actual efforts in the process and the idea that our efforts don't have to be boxed into one category yeah it's unfair to categorize a human as a failure just because they are not good in academics are we saying that they are not good in any sphere of their life are we saying that the intentions are not good enough just because they are not reaping the results so to say yeah so it 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 is debatable whether the word loser can really apply to this person that we're talking of just because they are not good in this so and so domain of their life who's the one who's coming up with this label loser why do people call somebody loser just because they are not able to uh, perform as well as the other person instead and why do they have to perform as well as the other person right maybe they may have different sets of goals for themselves i may be good in english but i'm terrible at maths does that make me a loser automatically does that take away from my efforts at trying to understand maths if not being the best at it does it take away my efforts at being good in english and may not and maybe maybe mediocre in hindi yeah so the binaries they can often create a very competitive world going back to what adya was saying right competition thrives in uh, presenting us as black and white and what we are looking at anxiety is uh, quite often the idea that we have to be either this or that and we are not somebody who can be in the middle or maybe somebody who's beyond that absolutely ma'am ma'am here i would like to add up one question ma'am because of competition and like we for us it, it gets difficult to cope up with the good grades and everything but one of the main causes of is 
is expectations not just expectations from our parents or teachers or friends but expectations from ourselves how can mm. we make healthy goals for ourselves without putting too much pressure on ourselves right right i'm i'm glad that uh, you're adding the word healthy next to um, goals and you using the word pressure because um, it can be different from expectations right like all of us are humans at the end of the day and it's okay to have expectations of ourselves to have expectations of our friends family members uh, of other people in our lives right that's how we that's how we know what we have to do ahead right the problem sorry the problem is when expectation crosses over and becomes pressure like you said adya right um, what do you think could be a difference between pressure and expectation mom pressure or expectations is when someone has a certain or uh, they feel like we like expectations is basically like when someone has some kind of a feeling like and be like i expect this from you like our parents mm-hmm. they do so much for us so at the end of the day for what they do for us they expect something in return so mm-hmm. that can be a kind of expectation and pressure can be or uh, pressure is what we do to oh, like we can we do pressure uh, pressurize ourselves to fit into that expectation or give mm-hmm. our parents back that thing so we pressure our uh, pressurize ourselves for that thing yeah thank you adya i think that was a very important insight you just shared with us uh, pressure is different from expectation when we feel like we have to fit in to the expectation it's almost like we are nothing outside of this expectation right for example um i have this expectation that i have to i'm, I'm con- i know i'm constantly going back to this example but i feel like this is something we can all relate to um as school going people uh, the expectation of being the topper in the class right uh, it becomes the pressure when i am uh, when i am investing so much of myself to fit into that idea right when i'm breaking my bones when i'm giving so much of my blood and sweat just to become the topper and just and because i'm not the topper it feels like i'm nobody right going back to that black and white idea yeah so probably our answer lies there in first distinguishing what is an expectation and what is pressure for me right and how can i draw a boundary with the pressure so that my expectations don't end up taking so much out of me yeah maybe that may involve um being more cognizant of the time that i'm allocating to my goal so to say for example if i say that you know i have to finish my holiday homework within this week and my holiday homework is actually the quantity of a month right imagine what it will do to that person yeah it's going to be either they're going to be very tired doing it or they're going to be very disappointed because they were not able to meet their pressure so to say and very naturally if i'm going to um if i'm going to create a goal of finishing a month long work in a matter of a week it's going to be either impossible or really difficult on me will take a toll on me yeah so taking um, 
uh, gauging the time i'm allocating uh, looking at what i'm supposed to do what i'm not supposed to do what are the factors that are under my control what are the factors outside of my control if i have the expectation to be healthy when i go back to school right uh, what is my plan here am i ensuring um, enough safety protocols am i ensuring that um, i am using the sanitizer i am maintaining physical distance i am putting my mask on when does it become unhealthy when i'm expecting other people to be as perfect as i am right when i'm expecting that other people will not lapse at all because the moment they lapse and if i get uh, ill then i'm going to be really hard on myself in, in fact i did all that i could to protect myself in this situation isn't it so i think one of the uh, answers also lie in ensuring what is of course the distinction between expectation and pressure and what is it that i can do for myself what are certain things that i can't control in this situation if i have to if i have the expectation of being a good student okay what are certain things that i'm doing to ensure that if i have the pressure of being the best student well that also includes for how um the school uh checks or evaluates academic performance right how um, what are the ideas of a topper in society right uh, how much time do i have to uh, become the topper in this so called subject right so there are so many factors beyond our control am i beating myself really hard for not having enough control over everything yes ma'am Anything else that you would like to add, Adya Aditya? Ma'am, uh, I know it's a bit too late to add this, but for the previous question that you had answered, uh, I can totally relate because a lot of times my classmates don't hang out with me because, according to them, I'm uncool. I'm different mm-hmm. from them because I have a different perspective on things. I'm not, you know, catching up with what's trending. I'm, you know, sticking to what I think is great for me. So a lot of times my classmates just leave me out which can be a bit you know weird when there are group activities but it's easier to just pretend they don't exist and just keep going along Mm. Thank you, Ditya. I'm I'm glad you could bring this up and share with us because uh, it's not easy to hear such words uh, for oneself, right? Um, I'm just going to go back to my thought as I mentioned previously and try and dissect the word uncool. You know, how did we even come across this word uncool for somebody who? Um, is different because they don't match our interest, right? Just because somebody doesn't match our interest, do they become? uncool and just because somebody matches our interest do they become cool how did i even come across this condition it's almost like a condition i'm applying to people right like either you can be this or you can be that and a lot of the times we can move ourselves over here uh, is to look at our language that we use for ourselves you know things like am i looking at myself as an uncool person where did i get this word for myself did i get it from the outside um did i get it from so and so person uh, where did where did they get this word from right what are those ideas existing in society that told them that just because i don't match their ideas i am uncool automatically right um are there other times when i have looked at myself differently than being uncool 
what are certain other way other words that i use for myself that uh, honor me more better than the word anku yeah so i think even resisting the idea that you have to match everybody that they are that you have to match everybody's interest is in itself very courageous to be honest yeah thank you ma'am ma'am last question of the day one of our bookosmian podcasters uh, wait am i audible yeah yeah okay one of our bookosmian podcasters sahaj has spoken of how an anxiety bracelet made by her mom helped mm-hmm. her cope are there simple mm-hmm. fixes like these that can help us when we feel anxious yeah absolutely um so like an anxiety bracelet there is something called uh we often say this to people young people that we meet uh, to keep a gratitude object now this object could be something that reminds them of a time that they were very grateful of or people that they are very grateful to have in their lives or um places that they visited that they are very grateful of visiting um sometimes there are um th- there are objects that remind you of not if not gratitude just a favorite place that you visited having a picture of it close to you yeah or visualizing your favorite spot uh, your favorite people uh, some words that they shared for you that you really liked and appreciated about yourself just visualizing them or having them even written down and put it up in front of yourself um, sometimes we call them affirmations yeah words that affirm your uh, sense of self that affirm you to calm down to contain your anxiety having them around you can be really helpful yeah um practicing mindfulness could be an uh, a a a quick I, i wouldn't like to use the word fix but a quick way to contain yourself yeah mindfulness says that um that we can try and streamline our attention to a particular object particular thought particular memory and just focus on it so that we can take our time to calm ourselves down from the anxiety so if you're looking at something right in front of you maybe you can observe their color uh, their texture their shape um if some uh, if there's something that you've never observed about it before but you can now see it uh, you can think about that object in terms of their history okay when did i buy this object did somebody gift me who all does this object belong to what memories do i hold of this object so that's that's a way in which you're trying to contain yourself yeah and um, and and a way of taking your mind off the anxiety so while these are certain ways in which you can try and contain the anxiety that you're experiencing but i'll go back to what uh, adhyan ditya said right at the beginning of the podcast that if anxiety is is at a stage where it's overwhelming where it it can take a toll on you it's always helpful to approach a, pro- a professional an objective space to talk about the anxiety to work with it to manage it yeah so these are yes these are quick ways to contain it sometimes they may not be as quick they may take their time and that's okay so if if you have an anxiety bracelet and uh today it helped me within a matter of minutes and the next day it's taking an hour more than that to help calm me down it's fine it's okay we're not we we cannot expect uh a simple strategy to just fix everything all together in a very short span of time yes ma'am definitely uh what about maintaining a gratitude journal ma'am what do you think of that 
Yes, a lot of people do that. A lot of people um, practice it in a very non-structured way. They sometimes uh, just write a word or even a sentence, if not a whole essay or or a whole journal in their diary. So you can adapt, use it to your circumstances as you wish to. Sure, ma'am. Thank you very much for your amazing answers. Thank you. To speak about the session. Absolutely. Thank you so much, ma'am. This conversation has really helped me a lot. It feels so much better by letting everything out. Uh, like especially with everything, like exactly all of this has been uh, going with uh, going. Through with me at this time, it had been killing me, but now it feels so good. Especially now that I know some ways of overcoming it. Love talking to you. It was equally enriching for me, Adhyanditya. Thank you for uh, not just asking or presenting those questions, but also sharing some very personal uh, details about yourself, which are not usually very easy to do. So, so thank you for doing that. Thank you so much, ma'am. If there's anyone from the audience who would like to ask any more questions or give any feedback to us, they can do so in the chat. Ma'am, how was the session for you? Like I said, it was deeply enriching for me. I think it's always good to go back to um, anxiety, the root of it, uh, what it does, how it can help, how it cannot help. I think the whole. Um, piece on rat race on expectations uh, was very important and helpful for me to also go back to um, these are things that often come up from time to time in different phase, uh, phases for everybody like Adya and Ditya pointed out for adults too so it's always helpful uh, to even get some ideas from uh, children on these yeah thank you so much ma'am Thank you so much, ma'am. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure having you here today. Also, big thanks to the audience out there and Bukosmiat for having us here today. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And thank you, Nidhi, ma'am, and Archana, ma'am, for helping us through this. So, thank you, everyone, and have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.